0: Texas. Here's Tom Barfield. Ward White.
1: All right. Welcome. Welcome one well, and all to game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward and Aaron, we're glad you're with us as we get ready to talk sports on a Thursday afternoon. You know what today is, Ward? Thursday. It's game day. Huh? It's game day. Aren't you excited? Mm, yes. I, I actually am. Uh, Aaron, are you excited? That it's, that it's game day? Not really. Huh.
2: Not for the first preseason game. I mean, I'll
1: watch. But, yeah, I guess a little. Oh No, no you said you're not excited. <laughs> don't turn the damn thing on. Just, um, just, just, just watch a movie. Home Alone or something.
3: I don't care. I, I'm interested to see how some of the young guys that are going to be fighting for a roster spot, and maybe not necessarily a roster spot on the Cowboys – but a roster spot in the NFL are going to play tonight. Because that's all it is, is a job interview for most of them.
1: Yeah. Whether this – and I know that we're starting to see a spike again and all that kind of stuff. But it, it almost it, – to me, it almost kind of signifies some normalcy that we're, you know, we're going to have a preseason football game. We didn't have one last year uh, in that type of thing. So, uh, hopefully, hopefully that uh, we can uh, – we can get back to, to to normal, and and I want to see the Cowboys play. I'm interested in seeing some of the young guys, and and I, heck, I'm just interested in seeing some football. And, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that we will now have football every week through the Super Bowl. There,
3: I mean, it is foot. I mean, so it's here. It is. This Sunday will be the last Sunday without football
1: until. February. So guys going on a date, take her on a picnic, do I mean whatever you need to do. Here we go <laughs> because we got football coming uh every weekend after that. That's or, or cool. just find somebody who likes football. Well, that's a good point. There you go. Good point. Uh so it, it uh I, I I'm I'm jazzed. I'm ready to go. Aaron's going to watch, you know, I don't know.
3: You He'll trading like trading YouTube places no, or he's something. Gonna, he's going to watch The Bachelor.
2: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> i'll probably be enjoying one of the many podcasts that i listen to
1: ah there you go all right uh what else is happening uh anything anything going on in your world uh well glad to get all these boards done <laughs> yeah we are back in <laughs> we're back in our new or we're back in the same room but with all new equipment really and, and what equipment wasn't replaced had been tweaked and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So it, it feels like it feels like we got a brand new brand new digs, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. this is kind of cool yeah, it's and, nice. and, it's, and, and it's it's simple and and but uh, very effe- uh, efficient. So uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're excited about it and yeah. all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, we'll have the Cowboy game for you tonight, by the way, at 6 p.m. I, I heard John earlier today and he's 100 percent right. He said, listen to Brad tonight. Brad, I have a speed chart with 120 names on it for each team, and he'll be in mid-season form. Oh, yeah. There's, it'll there's no it'll just be ridiculous how good he is tonight. You know, and, and we all do our first two or three games. <laughs> You're know, Like, okay, I'm just about there. I'm, I'm getting closer. <laughs> and and he'll, he'll turn the mic on tonight in the first quarter, and you'll go, wow. <laughs> this guy is so stinking good.
3: Yeah, it's fun to listen to Brad. So, I turn down the TV and turn up Brad. If you can match them, you know. Pause button.
1: Ah, the pause button. Mm-hmm. The old pause button. All right, there you go. All right, uh, here's what we got on the program for you today. Coming up, as, as you know, a couple of weeks ago the uh, the uh, regional softball tournament was in town, and they, uh, it, for, you know, they were playing for the right to to go to the. To the World Series, mm-hmm. and Robinson was one of those teams, and they qualified. I don't think we have a local team on the baseball side, but we do have that regional tournament going on, with the winner going to Williamsport. So, and that's always cool. I mean, when when you think about Little League, you think about twelve-year-olds. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's that to me defines Little League baseball, and that's what these kids are. So, uh, we'll, we'll, Lark Smith, our own Lark Smith, is down there, and we'll check in with Lark about four uh, fifteen this afternoon, just kind of get a, an overview of of who's down there, what. team are representing and who has an opportunity to get to Williamsport for the Little League World Series. We'll get to our Ranger Roundup as well. Our buddy Stephen Simcox is going to join us today. We're going to talk some Cowboys, some Big Twelve, and all kinds of fun stuff with Stephen. And then uh, John Machota from the Athletic covering the Cowboys. And we're going to get like a uh, we're going to get a, a preseason preview of the Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, for the uh, for the game tonight and talk and talk some Cowboy. Uh, training camp with with John as well so all that coming up here on the program for this uh, for this Thursday afternoon we're brought to you by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat your friend in the car business you know what we need to do right now let's talk about our four-legged friends what do you say let's welcome in Mike Gray from uh, the Humane Society and uh, Mike man we appreciate you being with us today.
4: Absolutely glad to be here y'all excited for the game tonight yeah.
1: Yeah absolutely uh, are, you, are you gonna are you jazz or are you gonna oh, watch 100%. Uh, Okay I 100% know, yeah, not not
4: a not a Cowboys fan don't hate me okay but I'm a um, football <laughs> fan so I'm excited to get back on okay. and, w- and watch
1: some games. Mike you need to leave. Uh, <laughs> all right so what w- what's gonna get you jazzed up about an exhibition game when, when it's a team that you're not Fired up
4: about? I think just the you know the first game of the season, the atmosphere, you know, kind of getting you know all the the warm fuzzies going in your stomach that the season is is almost upon us and we're about to you know en- enjoy a a long football season is is what kind of gets me pumped up.
1: All right, so tell me what's going on over at, the, uh, over at the Humane Society right now. You told me 150 dogs. Got
4: about 150 dogs on site. Um, so we have a lot of really cool ones right now. Uh, we got a little eight-month-old German Shepherd puppy uh, that might be a, a really good one for
1: uh, someone to take home. <laughs> um, very playful. Hang on. You, you may have just given it away. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm trying to do here. Uh, you may have just gotten it adopted. I mean, I've never seen a guy light up like yeah. that. Ward got yeah. all excited when he heard German Shepherd. Yeah. Yeah.
4: So he, he's he's a wonderful dog. You know he's eight months old. So he's he's mo- you can train him to how you want him to be. Uh, very dog friendly. Uh, loves playing with other dogs. Um, he's in play, puppy play group every morning with the dogs. That's really cool. Um, but yeah, we're really full right now. So we're, like always, you know, it seems like every time I come on here, we're always full, right? But um, it's just one of those things where. Uh, you know we need people to come in foster some dogs uh even volunteer come up there and walk some dogs we had a, uh, you know the alpha dog academy that we talked about a while back mm-hmm. uh so we only had one business come in for the month of july and walk a dog and that was lowe's uh waco so they have the alpha dog academy trophy so uh hopefully we get some more people to come in uh, in august walk some dogs and, and get that trophy in their place of business
1: all right ward is there anything you need to know about the- about the German Shepherd, I mean, you want to talk to Mike about the dog? I'll talk to you in a minute. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, 150 animals, and you still, and even if they don't want to participate in the contest, they can still come help out walking dogs.
4: Absolutely, and they they can walk dogs uh, if they don't feel comfortable walking dogs. We got cats there too. Um, I don't mess with the cats. Cats kind of, you know, scare scare me a little bit, <laughs> but I'll mess with the big dogs. Um, but then there's stuff around the office you could do, um, just countless opportunities to help out
1: all right uh, and so give us your hours if someone wants to come by and and just look at an animal or maybe start the adoption process what what do they need to do all right
4: so our hours are monday from 12 to 5 uh tuesday through saturday from 10 to 5 and uh pretty much all you gotta do is come on in and uh we'll have you fill out the little tablet we have to kind of get your information and then we'll take you walking through all the dogs and then if you see one you like we'll but you meet it and adoption process probably takes 10 15 minutes.
5: All right, hey
1: Mike, we appreciate your time. We uh, wish you the best over to the uh over the Humane Society of Central Texas. You guys are right off the, the circle, right? Yes,
4: sir. Right across from Rudy's Barbecue.
1: There you go. Mike, appreciate your time. It's uh, 11 minutes after 4. 4.11. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas.
6: This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick. Skies will begin to clear as we head into tonight with a low of 76 degrees. As we head into the start of the weekend, we'll wake up to mostly sunny skies with a high of 94. Wind direction has now shifted back out of the south, so that'll usher in some moisture allowing heat index values to reach the upper 90s by the afternoon. Saturday, mostly sunny skies and a high of 96. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 530, 6 and 9 for your forecasts first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather.
7: This is Dallas Cowboys football
8: 2021. Prescott in the gun. They blitz. Elliot picks that up. Only heard here. Deep ball by Prescott. Man, all with the goal line. CDLand. All season. 43 yards. A touchdown and a touchdown. Thursday night, it's your Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers live from Canton, Ohio, on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station.
1: It's the Cowboys and the Steelers Thursday night at 6 on ESPN Central Texas.
9: This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in Personally Fit Arch supports at the Good Feet store. Music to our ears. Just like the words of Deidre and Dave, real customers who decided to give Goodfeet arch supports a try with a free fitting and test walk.
10: The pain would shoot up my heels. I would tiptoe out of bed because my heels hurt so badly.
9: The
5: pain level was over 10, and my doctor recommended that I go to Goodfeet and try the arch supports.
10: When I went to the Goodfeet store, I had a free consultation. They allowed me to try on the arch supports.
5: And took about three, four steps. turned around and went and sat back down and started to cry. It was the first time that I had no pain.
9: See how our trusted specialists and personally fit arch supports can help with foot, knee, hip, and back pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet.
3: Stop by today at the Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace.
4: The best prices on new or used guns can be found at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. A large selection of 9mm guns, revolvers, shotguns, and ammo from brand names like Smith & Wesson. Canet, Bursa, Glock, and Ruger. Buy, sell, or trade with a friendly and knowledgeable staff that will promptly answer your questions, but not rush you through the shopping experience. Ask about their lifetime warranty on new guns. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive, 254-662-4803.
9: This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in Personally Fit Arch supports at the Good Feet store. Ah, music to our ears. Just like the words of Deidre and Dave, real customers who decided to give Goodfeet arch supports a try with a free
10: fitting and test walk. The pain would shoot up my heels. I would tiptoe out of bed because my heels hurt so badly.
5: The pain level was over 10, and my doctor recommended that I go to Goodfeet and try the arch supports.
10: When I went to the Goodfeet store, I had a free consultation. They allowed me to try on the arch supports.
5: And took about three, four steps, turned around and went and sat back down and started to cry. It was the first time that I had no pain.
9: See how our trusted specialists and personally fit arch supports can help with foot, knee, hip, and back pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace.
11: Businesses that don't advertise are like fishermen who randomly drop a hook in the river hoping for a fish to pass by. Eminem Broadcasters is the lure to bring the customers to you. Seven different radio stations, each reaching a unique audience of potential customers. Your customers. Advertise today. Email to info at mmbwaco.com or call 254 772 0930. That's 254 772 0930.
0: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
3: I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. In Olympic basketball, USA beat Australia ninety-seven to seventy-eight and will play for the gold medal tomorrow versus France. Unvaccinated college athletes could be tested weekly for COVID-19, wear a mask in most situations, and be quarantined if exposed to the virus, while vaccinated individuals should not be tested routinely, according to the NCAA's latest health and safety recommendations. Astros split the series with the Dodgers and host the Twins tonight, 7 first pitch. Rangers in an afternoon game today with the Angels. NFL gets underway tonight with the Hall of Fame game from Canton, Ohio, with the Cowboys and the Steelers. And you can catch that game on ESPN Central Texas. Kickoff is at 7 o'clock.
0: Sports Center. every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
1: All right, 16 minutes after 4. 416, welcome back into the program. This is game time on a... Thursday afternoon Tom Ward and Aaron we're glad you're with us let's go down to the Southwest Regional Little League headquarters and check in with Lark Smith Lark what's going on this afternoon
12: well we've already played two games and we got two more on the schedule today the first day of the tournament it has the four games after that we're just going to play two games a day until we get down to the semifinal next Tuesday Championship game scheduled for Wednesday at eleven o'clock in the morning.
1: All right, so we're talking about this is this is true Little League baseball. These are the kids that head to Williamsport, PA, after if the, as as they win in this regional term. Is that correct?
12: That is correct. And a little bit of a uh, difference in this year, the fact that uh, there are travel restrictions due to COVID nineteen. None of the international teams will be going to Williamsport this year. So to make it a sixteen team double elimination tournament each region will send two teams to Williamsport this year so whoever gets in our championship game it doesn't really matter who wins as both of them will advance to Williamsport this year
3: lark is there crowds availability there at the little league park here in Waco or is that limited as well
12: yeah that's limited as well they're only allowing people who are who have game passes parents uh friends close friends whatever people that have to have a certain pass to be able to sit in the stands to watch the game. Now, uh, you can come down here and watch, but you're going to end up sitting out in the boondocks or standing up around the fence. So, it's pretty much uh, just friends and family this year because of COVID. Who,
1: who's participating, Lark? I know that this southwest region is made up of several states. So, who do you, who do you got in Waco uh, this week?
12: Okay, we got out of Little Rock, Arkansas, the Junior Deputy Little League. Out of Boulder, Colorado, North Boulder Little League. The Lafayette, Louisiana Little League team is here. So is the Starkville, Mississippi team. New Mexico sent the Sunset Little League from Rio Rancho, New Mexico. Tulsa National is here from Oklahoma, and the two Texas representatives come from Needville and Wiley Little League from out in Abilene. And we're about to see that Needville team take on Arkansas.
1: All right. So we do have two Texas representatives. That that's good news.
12: Yeah, that's the way that this uh, southwest region has always uh, been lined up simply because there is so much participation in Little League Baseball in the state of Texas, that the, and plus Texas is so big, you had to divide it up into, into two areas. But, uh, yeah, there's uh, seven states involved here all in the southwest, and, and, again, the winner always goes to Williamsport.
1: Lark, we appreciate it. And uh, so it, it, uh, the tournament runs through Wednesday, is that correct?
12: Wednesday, 11 o'clock, uh, the games are broadcast on the Longhorn Network for up until Monday, and then uh, there's one game on ESPN, the 8 o'clock game on Monday, and then the last two games are semifinal and final. The The big shift, ESPN, will have both of those games televised.
1: All right, sounds like a winner. Lark, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much. That is Lark Smith down at the Southwest uh, Regional Headquarters. and Ward, it's a big deal. I mean, oh, yeah. it, that, that is a big deal for those kiddos
3: a lot of fun for them and a lot of memories being made for those kids and for their families to be able to, to have that type of thing and boy that that's a really neat park if you haven't been by there it it's so cool to to be by there and watch those kids participate and have a whole lot of fun uh, unfortunately it's it's limited this year but at least they're getting to participate
1: yeah no question about it and that's uh that that's the cool thing about it they are getting to participate and and you know that's what what some people don't realize is just how many events are maybe not as publicized like the like you would think mm-hmm. that are in this that that are in this community look how he, look how many teams he just announced from out of st- out of some are most out of state all from out of the area so they're here with family, with friends, with the kiddos. So they gotta have hotels, mm-hmm. they gotta have food, they've gotta have gasoline. There's a lot of stuff. And we just had a, a softball tournament a couple of weeks ago and now we got the baseball tournament here for, you know, a week. So it it it, it is beneficial to this community in and, and, and really a lot of fun.
3: Yeah, that that's something that that happens each and every year and you can count on uh what you just talked about the commerce being uh used very well and and then you have taps that has all their state championships Mm -hmm, here mm -hmm. each and every year and so that adds to it so there's there's a lot of sporting events in the central texas area that you sometimes might forget about that does bring the commerce in but also it gives you an opportunity to go watch some really great athletes and some young kids just participate in in what they like to do and if you're a sports fan you know,
1: this is a great place to be, to be able to watch those type of things. All right. It's it's 21 after 4. It, it, it's that time for me. I, we're going to talk about Waco Beef and Pork Processors. And I was talking to Mike today, and he's got a couple of new items that he wanted to pass along. He's he, It made there at Waco Beef and Pork Processors. He's got boudin. And, uh, you know, so he's got that available. He's also got, and I hope I say this right, Ethromicha which is a, uh, a, a type of sausage, uh, and uh, it, it is available at Waco Beef and Pork Processors. And I apologize if I mispronounced it, but l- let me tell you how it's spelled. J-I-T-R-N-I-C-E. Now, does that start with an E? <laughs> no, it doesn't, but that's exactly how it's pronounced, uh, I believe. Ethra Mecha. It's, uh, it, it's available there, and that's, uh, you know, he's always doing something different, and one of the things that he was telling me today, you know, he's got ground beef in, in un, you know, in one-pound packages, but he's also got ground chicken and ground turkey in one-pound packages, so if you would rather uh, have a chicken burger or a turkey burger, you can do that at Waco Beef and Pork Processors. He's got uh, Choice Dino Ribs in single packs. He's also... Uh, He's also got whole chickens uh, smoked and ready to go. Uh, how about that a smoked chicken ready to, ready for the grill I mean in those that's just some of the great things that he's got going on at Waco beef and pork processors and he also he told me he said don't forget about our summer sausage they've got the absolute best summer sausage in the world of course steaks and and ribs and roast and all that stuff it's at waco beef and pork processors they're at 523 precision drive you can check them out online too now uh, and see hey i wonder if they have Fill in the blank. Well, then, if, you, if that's your question, go to HolySmokedSausage.com. That's HolySmokedSausage.com. Waco Beef and Pork Processors, and tell them we sent you by.
5: Tune in to John Morris's Big 12 football previews here on the Home of the Bears, ESPN, Central Texas. Presented by State Farm agents Bob Anderson, Bart Romig, and Mike McKenzie, George's Restaurant and Catering, and Bruner Motors in Stephenville. John Morris's Big 12 football previews, weekdays, here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas.
13: the thing about having a naked truck is that you get
14: exposed for the equipment you don't have take for example your rear end if you don't have anything back there you're exposed about what you don't have and that's a life however if you cover that rear end with a hitch you're telling the world hey i got a little junk in my uh, bed and i'm ready to pull something a camper rv boat trailer jet skis heck even a bike rack a hitch says I have a life beyond driving my truck to and from work, and Pickup Outfitters is the place to get a hitch for your truck, SUV, van, even some cars. We sell and install just about any kind of hitch you need. Receiver hitches from light to heavyweight to pull just about anything. And gooseneck hitches and fifth wheels when you're ready to pull the heavy stuff. And don't forget trailer and brake controller wiring. It's so important to have wiring professionally and correctly installed by the pros at Pickup Outfitters. So it's time to cover that gaping hole in the rear end of your truck with a hitch installed by Pickup Outfitters. Check us out online at createacomotion.com.
16: Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are a Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107. Or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook.
0: ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weich with your ESPN Central
3: Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. In Olympic basketball, USA beat Australia 97 to 78 and will play for the gold medal tomorrow versus France. Unvaccinated college athletes could be tested weekly for COVID-19, wear a mask in most situations, and be quarantined if exposed to the virus, while vaccinated individuals should not be tested routinely, according to the NCAA's latest health and safety recommendations. Astros split the series with the Dodgers and host the Twins tonight. 7-10 first pitch. Rangers in an afternoon game today with the Angels. NFL gets underway tonight with the Hall of Fame game from Canton, Ohio with the Cowboys and the Steelers. And you can catch that game on ESPN Central Texas. Kickoff is at 7 o'clock.
0: Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
1: All right, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward, we're glad you're with us as we uh, as we roll through a Thursday afternoon. We're going to talk some college football here in just a few minutes with Shayhan J. Araja from Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Uh, Ward, what, what what are your thoughts on uh, not maybe not necessarily a merger between the Big Twelve and the Pac-12, but maybe a working relationship between those two conferences (laughs) that's a nice way to put it i guess uh
3: i you know i think it it's it's an option and an avenue that needs to be visited i don't know that it's going to be um something that comes to fruition because there's a lot of parties that are going to have to agree to it Mm -hmm. and sometimes when you get that many people trying to agree on one thing it it may go awry on you, but I, I think it's a good idea to at least check out that avenue. Explore. Yeah, because yeah. it gives you an opportunity, especially if you're the Big 12 teams right now that are sitting there wondering how you're going to survive and how and, and stay a Power 5.
1: Right. L- let's welcome into the program from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. He covers the Big 12 for, for the magazine, Shehan Jayaraja. Shehan, good afternoon. We appreciate your time today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Let's dive right into this thing. Let's take the Big 12 out of the equation. In your opinion, what's next for Baylor
17: University?
15: Well, I think that that's certainly a difficult question to answer. Uh, But at this point, we have seen, obviously, that there is a commitment to athletics, that there's a commitment to building uh, nationally competitive football, nationally competitive basketball, And I do imagine that regardless of what happens with the Big 12, I don't see that changing. I think it's too much of a priority, not just for the university itself, but also for the alums of the university, the boosters of the university. And so, you know, whether it is some version of the Big 12, whether it is the Pac-12, whether it is the American, I think that there's going to be. A commitment to trying to win in this state at the highest level that they can. So, uh, so look, if it does end up being the American, I don't think that this is suddenly that they would become an irrelevant football program. I think that this is always going to be a priority for them. But, uh, but certainly, I mean, it would be a, a knock. I mean, I guess it would, would be the best way to say it to suddenly drop to potentially not being a power program.
1: Shayhan, what did you take out of a the the? the Austin trip for for Bob Bowles being in in for uh, some of the Big 12 reps as they went and testified, and also, B, the conversations between the Big 12 and the Pac-12?
15: Well, starting with the Austin trip, I think that in a lot of ways, uh, you know, Dr. Livingstone and Matt I think that they understood what it was, and what it was more than anything was an opportunity to get some of their frustrations on the record. I don't think that anyone sort of is telling themselves that, The legislature is going to step in. I don't think that anybody's thinking that, uh, you you know, that necessarily they'll have a chance to do anything. I think that this is just an opportunity for Texas to have to be on the record, for them to have to answer tough questions, and for Baylor, TCU, and Texas Tech to have to kind of hold their feet to the fire. And I think that they certainly did that. Uh, You know, and and when it comes to these conversations with the Pac-12 and Big 12, I probably would consider myself somewhat skeptical of them. I mean, the Pac-12 is looking at all their options right now, Uh, They're looking at potentially having a scheduling alliance with the Big Ten as well. I think that certainly they'll look to the ACC maybe uh, if that makes sense for them. And so I do think that it's always going to be a conversation of, well, you know, these eight teams obviously that are left, uh, what's the best way for them to kind of move forward? And I do think that a lot of this conversation is going to come down to what George Kriaskov, the Pac-12 commissioner, Mm -hmm. decides for those schools and whether the league wants to expand. But At this point, I don't think that anything I would consider imminent, I I don't think that this is going to be something that will be resolved in the short term, and and I do think that for a lot of these schools, this could be a a situation that kind of keeps going on to 23, 24, 25.
3: Do you feel like that the Big 12 may be on life support right now, and if somebody blinks, it's going to completely dissolve itself?
15: Well, it's kind of like the old prisoner's dilemma, right? It's in, in philosophy class, where... At this point, the group is stronger together. They, you know, if they stay together with eight teams and, and they kind of stick together and they potentially look at the I, I think that there's a future there. But the second that somebody gives a different answer, then all of a sudden everybody's getting scattered, right? And so we've seen Kansas be pretty forward with the fact that they're trying to pitch themselves to the Big Ten into the Pac-12 into the ACC. But, you know, if, if Kansas ends up going, I know that obviously from a football perspective that doesn't mean a whole lot, but it means a lot in terms of financial stability. And all of a sudden... That could all change. But at this point, I think that everybody is certainly going to make their pitches to the Pac-12. I think they're going to make their pitches to the Big Ten and to the ACC. But uh, but I don't know that there's a no-brainer situation here. And so the the best path, if those other leagues don't necessarily want to take on those teams, I think would we'll be sticking together, trying to expand and, look, the, the reality is that you are not going to recoup the amount of money that you would have had with Tech in Oklahoma. Bob Bowlesby said as much in Austin. But, uh, but I think that the hope is that, well, you can still position yourself as a clear top-five league, a, a league that still gets a team into the college football playoff every year, so that when this grant of rights expires in 2025, you're maybe still working with a pretty good hand
1: all right let's switch gears and let's talk about the fun stuff let's talk about the on the field stuff practice begins uh, for the bears anyway on on friday and and that's the exciting part of this whole thing as we get into august it's time to go play football
15: no question about it and you know today was a a big media day for a lot of different programs for texas for uh for texas tech for uh for smu i believe and and so this is the moment, right? This is where it all kind of comes together. We've been talking about the same stuff all off-season long, and uh, and now we finally are going to get some new information, and there, there's going to be plenty of questions. Obviously, a lot of great quarterback battles going on in this state, including at Texas and at Baylor and at, and at Texas Tech. Uh, and so it'll be a lot of fun to kind of get to, again, get some new information. <laughs> We've been talking about these same practices from the spring for a good three months at this point. So uh, being able to kind of uh, learn some new stuff and and hear what the coaches are saying, it's definitely a lot of fun.
3: How much parity is left in this league coming into this season? Is it going to be more competitive, you think, with the new quarterbacks that you just mentioned?
15: Oh, yeah. I, I think that Oklahoma is probably a head and shoulders above everybody else in the field. And I think that I would say it's probably number two. But when you go, like, three through nine, I, I, it really could end up any order. I have no idea who's going to finish in ninth place in this week. I mean, it, a lot of people think Texas Tech. Some people think Baylor. I could see Kansas State. I could see Oklahoma State dropping from the top half that they've been in forever all the way to that level. And so nine teams are heading into this season who, at minimum, expect to make a bowl game. And just realistically, that's not how college football works. Somebody has to lose these games. And so I, I think week to week in the Big Twelve. Uh, you know, and I wrote it in my in my preview in the magazine. I think that this is going to be as balanced a league as we've seen. I think it's going to be as deep a league as we've seen in a long time. And I, I actually expect a, a real revamped kind of on-field product this upcoming year.
3: Is that because of the quarterback? It certainly has a lot to do with it. But also, this league seems to be turning a little bit and more emphasis being put on defense. Does that make a difference in this league, do you think?
15: Yeah, you know, the interesting thing about it, right, is that The Big 12, for a lot of reasons, but I think uh, because it has always had kind of eight schools that aren't these super recruiting teams, the the Big 12 has always put a premium on innovation. And we saw that in the 2000s with Texas Tech. We saw it in the 2010s with Baylor and TCU, Uh, And now in 2020s, you know, it's been sort of that offensive innovation for so long. I think that we're starting to see that defensive innovation really take over the league as well. Uh, you know, with Iowa State, I think was the one who really brought that in. We saw that in 2019 with Baylor. We've seen that over the years with TCU. Now we see it with Dave Aranda certainly at Baylor. Uh, I think that, you know, in the Big 12, because the offenses have historically been so far ahead, the defenses are now finally starting to figure some things out. And and at the same time, you start seeing the flip side, right? You start seeing the future of offense potentially coming along. So I do think that the uh, the sort of catching up of defenses and of defensive coordinators, and also the influx of great defensive minds entering this league, like Dave Aranda, like Alex Grinch, like John Heacock over at Iowa State. Yeah, I think it definitely makes a big difference and, and definitely makes for more complete football teams.
1: Talking with Shayan Araja from uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. I- I'm going to take you back off the field again. I- I- <laughs> with with this Texas and Oklahoma thing that's going on and-, and their departure for the SEC, do you believe that the conversation and in the the process of moving the playoff system to 12 teams, do you think that that slows down and realignment jumps ahead of that, and, and we got to see where realignment goes before we can talk about the playoff, or will they proceed with that 12-team playoff, in your opinion?
15: Well, I think there are a lot of stakeholders who want an expanded playoff, because I do think that Bob Bowles, we has to sit back. He was part of that working group. He has to sit back and think, well, th- this was something that really started... Uh, speeding along this process to the death of the big 12 unfortunately but at the same time i think the flip side of that is that if the big 12 is to exist a big part of that is going to be well having access to the playoffs potentially almost every year and i've talked about it before if you add two to four teams from the group of five to this conference and you still take six conference champions like this is still a top five league and so you know, there's going to be a lot of factors. I think certainly the Big Ten is probably going to be a little less interested in expanding because they kind of have their path to the playoff that there's been every year. Uh, you know, the SEC certainly wants to expand to make sure that Texas and Oklahoma will be able to compete for the college football playoff, even if they don't win the league. Uh, but, you know, the Pac-12, I'm sure, wants, to, wants the playoff to expand so they're guaranteed a spot. The Big 12 heading forward should want the playoff to expand so they can try to hang on to a spot it is going to be interesting kind of going through that whole process, but I do think at the, end of the, at the end of the day, there are still just too many stakeholders who want this to happen for this to get slowed down too much.
1: All right, Shehan, what are you, uh, what are you working on for Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine?
15: Oh, a lot of different stuff, you know me, as always. But uh, I think that the biggest thing that we're working on right now that we'll probably release next week is we're ranking the 50 most important football players in the state of Texas. This is something that we do every year. Uh, it gives us a great opportunity to kind of talk about guys at different levels, talk about guys uh, who obviously are going to be difference makers on the team. I mean, I can already say, you know, a newcomer like Siaki Ika is going to be somebody that we consider on that list. Uh, it, it's a lot of fun to kind of just uh, – compare different positions even how do you compare an offensive lineman to a quarterback so that's always a big challenge for us every single year and you'll get to see the results of it next week
1: so, so you guys just get around the, the conference table and just start hashing it out huh
15: yeah yeah it's a, it's a big long process and and everybody's uh, criteria is just a little bit different you know but thankfully for me i get to make the final call and uh <laughs> and <do> good,
1: <laughs> good for you we look forward to that that'll be next week uh shayhan we appreciate your time thanks so much yeah, thank you so much for having me. See you later. And it's Shehan Jayarajah. He, he said, I get the final call. I love it. That's way it should be, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Uh, it's it's this Thursday afternoon, and we're rolling through here. It is 440, 20 away from 5, and this is game time. Brought to you by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend of the car business, and our 4 o'clock hour a service of good feet in the Central Texas Marketplace. And we've got more, uh, including the Ranger Roundup. That's coming your way next right here on ESPN in central texas
16: recently on the john moore show we welcome in waco high from baylor university and a u.s olympian john morris along with jerry hill and jerry we're in the presence of greatness here with an olympian in will london
18: yeah and first uh, apparently first olympian ever from waco i know you've talked about that a little bit but how big a deal is that for you being the first from your hometown to ever make it to the Olympics.
13: Uh, I didn't even know I was the first one until like people said it, but I guess it's just from you know being around at Baylor for so long, and I've seen Jeremy, Michael Johnson, those people, so. I guess when they've been around so long, you kind of forget that they're not exactly from Waco, (laughs) but uh, it's exciting to know that I'm the first Olympian from Waco. You know, it was a great feeling, and I'm glad I get to uh, experience it and the people around me can too.
0: Listen to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas.
7: This is Dallas Cowboys football twenty
8: twenty one? Prescott in the gun, they blitz. Elliott picks that up. Only heard here. Kick ball by Prescott, man, all alone at the goal line. CD Land. all season. Forty three yards, a touchdown, and a touchdown dance. Thursday night, it's your Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers live from Canton, Ohio, on
1: this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Steelers Thursday night at six on ESPN Central Texas.
17: Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwin-Williams has warehouse opportunities available with pay starting at over $20 per hour and regional CDL driving opportunities with pay averaging at $84,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply online at careers.sherwin.com. An equal opportunity employer including disability and vet.
19: My house has a new glow. I love my windows, you never saw.
3: Universal That's Universal Windows or call two five four three zero one seven seven six zero, And be sure to check out their great Google and Angie list reviews. I love
19: my
10: windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct.
16: Time now for the
0: Ranger roundup brought to you by Kaleo Wealth Management Group. All right, Laura. Uh, Ward, I'm sorry. 445
1: 15 away from 5. I, I guess I guess the Rangers are are not going to go undefeated. <laughs> Two times now. <laughs> by they, the way, they got smoked today.
3: Yeah, they're uh, back on they're back on the other side of that streak. Yeah. They're on a three-game losing streak now.
1: Yeah, that's that's not a good thing. They uh, they lose yesterday two to one, and then they lose today five to nothing. So there you go. Uh, that is uh, that's that's what happened on the diamond. Now uh, Ranger rookie reliever Joe Barlow stranded a leadoff double last night in a scoreless eighth inning against the Angels. He's now thrown eight and two thirds shutout innings over his last ten appearances. Boy, you when when that's the stat of the day. But you are searching, and mm-hmm. and they're searching right now. I will say this: I want you to hear a couple of plays from last night's game. We we have talked about Woody, and, and is he the right guy right now moving forward? And and are they are they play, are they quitting? I, I don't think they're quitting. Listen to these two, and I realize, realize that these guys were not on the roster on opening day, but they're there now. and They're in the lineup. But so here's the first one, and I think it was uh, DJ Peters making the play.
8: One and one. Here's the pitch. That's looped in the air. Short right field. A long run in for Peters. He dives. He's got it. Great play by D.J. Peters. And scampering back to first is Phil Gosselin. And as Peters uh, makes a tremendous play to uh, Rob Upton of a base hit on a dying
18: quail to short right.
1: So that was D.J. Peters on uh, on a terrific effort. And then Adoles Garcia does uh, d- d- gives great effort as well.
8: Anderson is the fourth Ranger pitcher of this ball game Looking in short sleeves, high leg kick, and the pitch is hit high in the air, deep right center field. On the run is Garcia. He leaps, and he makes the catch on the warning track. What a play by Adonis Garcia in front of the Rangers bullpen. He robs Adele of extra bases and a run batted in. And there's the first out of the Angels' ninth.
1: A positive in your opinion? It's a positive in my opinion. It, it tells me that these guys are playing hard, and it tells me these guys realize that they're probably playing for a spot on the roster next year.
3: Or a, a spot in the franchise somewhere next year. I mean, I, yeah, that, you're right. Uh, they either want to be on the roster, which is the ultimate dream, or they don't want to get just flat-out released because right. this is this is their job interview right now for the Texas Rangers. Um, they they've got to perform at a high level and it, look if they don't it, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with them they they may keep them they may shop them or they may just completely release them I mean that's what happens in a rebuild right
1: yeah and, and that's my point I mean these guys are on the they're on the forty man they're on the big roster mm-hmm. they're up with the big club and they're auditioning and, and if you play like that. You're you're gonna. I, I think good things happen
3: for you. Well, yeah, it, you're it, gonna get to hang around somewhere. Yeah, yeah, you may not be on the forty man next year, but they're they're gonna keep you in the organization, and that's the ultimate goal for these guys.
1: Yeah, and, and they're gonna have to go find somebody that they want to develop more than you. And, and when you and they they went out and got Peters, they, and and mm-hmm. Adoles Garcia just kind of fell on their lap after being released by by the Rangers and, and, and passing through uh, through waivers. But just uh, this was the lineup last night. You had Kiner Falefa. He's, he's been around. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had Lowe at, at, at first base. Garcia, who was not on the roster, uh, uh, in center field. You had Heim catching, Jonah Heim. Well, he, look, he probably is living in a hotel right now. He is that new to the Ranger <laughs> Ranger baseball, the, the uh, big club anyway. Uh, Banez at second. Martin in left field. Peters in right field. Holt at third base. And Terry was the D.H. How many of them dudes were in, in April? Stop and think about that. Terry, no. Hope, I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, he's been yeah. there all year. Peters, no. Uh, Martin, I'm not sure. Abanez, I don't think so. Yeah, he was. Abanez was? Mm-hmm. Okay. Haim uh, certainly was not. Garcia was not. Garcia was. He's been there all year. No, he came up when they had an injury in, in, in the outfield. Adoles Garcia was not there on opening day. He was not there on opening day. Oh, okay. He, he, there was an injury, and he got a call up from Round Rock, and they can't get him out of yeah. lineup. I it, mean, it's been, but it was pretty quick, wasn't it? Though, I, I want to say it was, it was May. Okay. I mean, you know, within uh, the first month of the season, yeah, about a month or so into it. But he's not there if without an injury. Uh yeah. <laughs> You know, but my point being that you have, you have turned this lineup over really, Ward, mm-hmm. uh, from where you were on opening day. Now, granted. When you're thirty something games under five hundred, you you know, and, and as you point out, these guys some are playing for a spot on the on the roster. I think they're all playing for a spot on the roster. But as you point out, if you don't give the effort that they're giving right now, uh, they're gone. Th- yeah, th- there's no reason to keep keep guys around that are, aren't going to be effort guys. I mean, so
3: it, yeah, it, it it won't take long for them. In this process, they're not going to hang on to them and give them. Why would you? Yeah, you, you can't. You just because there's other guys down there that you might want to get a look at right now.
1: Absolutely. And, and,
3: and I don't have a problem with that. But I do. The thing that I don't want the Rangers to do in this situation is to after 25 at bat, say this guy doesn't have it because that's yeah. not fair to those kids.
1: No, and, and I don't think they will. And I think that's why they did what they did at the break. I think they they moved people along. And, and went out and got mm-hmm. guys and moved people. You know, look, they they sent uh, they sent David Dahl out. They said, you know what, you're not a part of the organization anymore. Mm-hmm. You're not a part of our future anyway. Thank you, but no, thank you. So now you're going to give somebody all those abs that David Dahl was going to get out in left field. So and, and they've done that in a lot of spots. Uh, you know, and now you've got you've got uh, a right field spot open with 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 moving Gallo. Uh, so they're giving they're gonna give these young guys a B's and let's see how they perform. But one of the first things I think you look at is do they give you good effort? And clearly what you know seeing those plays last night, uh, those were those were great effort plays. So
3: yeah, good stuff. and that's what you want to see.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're going to grow it, you, you, it starts with effort, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And then you know, go from there. All right, well, let's see how this thing turns for the Texas Rangers. It's still ugly for fans. Well, don't, yeah. don't be mistaken. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, you heard the roar of the crowd. Uh, yeah, they, you know, they recognize a great effort from mm-hmm. DJ Peters, and they yeah. recognize a great effort from Adoles Garcia. Mm-hmm. So now. Let's see the uh, Rangers. Where, where are they at? The, are they on the road tomorrow? Yes. Are they? they?
3: They hit the road. They are going to.
1: Let's see. Oakland. I, is it Oakland? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. They're on the road, and headed to Oakland. So, uh, we'll see how it goes. But uh, and we'll have the game for you tomorrow night right here on ESPN Central Texas. That is our. Ranger Roundup. Ranger Roundup is brought to you by Kaleo Wealth Management again. The uh, Rangers lose today 5 to nothing in the uh, get out of town game to the Los Angeles Angels. And uh, the Rangers are uh, headed to the West Coast for a matchup with the Oakland Athletics. And that begins tomorrow. All right. It is a four fifty 4-53-7 in front of 5. This is game time on a Thursday afternoon. And, of course, we're brought to you by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. dcj.com You want to check out the lot but do it from the comfort of your home? It's AlanSamuelsDCJ.com. Dot com, Or you can do like me. I, I, I got to go see them. I, I got to go kick the tires. I got to go just kind of look around. Well, you can do that. 201 West Loop 340, just down from Highway 84. Make sure you check out the, uh, the award-winning Ram truck. It's the three-peat Motor Trend Truck of the Year. You know, Ram, uh, the Ram trucks are the top safety pick for trucks in 2021. And also, Jeep Freedom Days are going on. See, the most decorated SUVs available, we're talking about Jeep. They are tough as nails. And uh, if you need service on your vehicle, maybe you need an oil change, they can do it for you at Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. They got a great deal on oil changes, so check them out there. Uh, for any vehicle, any vehicle, uh, they can get you hooked up with a terrific oil change program program it's all at Alan samuels dodge chrysler jeep ram FIA. i tell ted and the group that we sent you by Alan samuels 201 west loop 340 your friend in the car business
5: tune in to john morris's big 12 football previews here on the home of the bears espn central texas presented by state farm agents bob anderson bart romig and mike mckenzie george's restaurant and catering and bruner motors in stephenville John Morris's Big 12 football previews, weekdays here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central
18: Texas. Make the summer sales event is going on now at Allen Samuels with the all-new 2021 Jeep Grand Cherokee L. Now arriving and in stock, this beautiful, rugged third-row seat carries the prestigious Jeep heritage. The 2021 Jeep Grand Cherokee L Laredo or Limited, you pick have total values of $2,750 or 0% for 48 months, plus $1,000 in bonus cash. Alan Samuels. Come by, let's be friends. See dealer for details. All offers have credit requirements.
3: Being a letter carrier and walking 20,000 steps, which equals up to about 10 miles a day, it's tough. I really didn't have feet problems, I had back problems. I had had as many epidurals that
17: I could possibly have in one year. That was scary.
3: Well, I'd been delivering letters to the
16: Good Feet store for over six years, and the expert there finally convinced me to try their arch supports. For over 20 years, we've been helping people like Keith actually live the life they love, without their feet getting in the way. The people at the Good Feet Store really educated me about what the arch supports could actually do. And lo and behold, I have no more back problems. The future I can see now, I couldn't see it before. Where I would be without them, I have no clue. I'm Keith, and that's my Good Feet story. See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Good Feet Store.
3: The Good Feet Store in Waco, located near Cabela's.
17: Texas is open for business, and as potential customers re-emerge, now is the time to reach them. Your proud Texas business needs customers, and customers need your products and services. So let M&M broadcasters bring you together. M&M has a variety of specialized radio stations, each designed to reach a specific audience. Advertising grows your business. Email today to info at mmbwaco.com or call 254-772-0930. That's
16: 254 772 930. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios.
20: All
1: right, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas, and it is game day as the Cowboys get ready to open up their preseason and get things rolling with a uh, preseason game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is the uh, Hall of Fame game from Canton, Ohio, and uh, it is a 7 o'clock kick with a, a 6 o'clock broadcast right here on ESPN Central Texas. And again, Ward, it, uh, I, I'm kind of jazzed. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to see. And I know that it's not good. You know, these are not going to be the guys that you see. For the most part, they're not going to be the guys that you see on Sunday afternoon. But well, you're
3: going to see some of them. Yeah, you, you never know. I mean, you're, these this is where these guys make their hay. Win mean, a job. It gives, yeah, it gives them opportunity. And that's what I like about the preseason. A lot of people don't enjoy the preseason at all. They don't want to have anything to do with it. I like watching those guys fight for roster positions. I like looking and and, and diving in deeply and seeing, hey, you know, what are they doing on these plays? What are they doing on this? And, mm-hmm. and, and finding a way to just make an impression on the coaching staff. And, and it may be a very small play. It may be something. To, but, you know, that's what the coaches are looking for. They haven't. They know who the 22 are. Now they've got to find out the other guys. Yeah.
1: And – to a degree they know who the 44 are pretty much
3: i mean uh, yeah th- but there, w- yeah. there will be there oh, will no be doubt. some moves mm-hmm. moving and shaking and you know part of that is because somebody just plays their way into a position and the other part
1: of that is you know the dreaded injury is going to happen to somebody sure and you remember a guy out of tennessee that was too small too slow too this too that but all he did was go play football and i'm talking about bill bates uh how did bill bates win a roster spot it was during the preseason played his tail off on special teams in the preseason Mm -hmm. he absolutely did and, and you know, and that's what you're referring to, guys. Yeah. Guys can make an impression they're, and you you're not going to hide. They've got video from every angle under the sun. Mm-hmm. So if if you're lazy and lollygagging, they're going to see it. And if you're busting your tail to uh, to make a play, they're going to see it. Well, and not only are the Cowboys going to see it, every that tape's available for everybody. Everybody's yeah. going to yeah. see it.
3: Everybody's going to sit down and watch the film, and, and that's mm-hmm. going dis- to be distributed to every scout in the league. And so when something happens in somebody else's camp injury or whatever right and you're sitting out there and you may not may not land on the practice squad or you do land on the practice squad and and you're unprotected in in certain situations other teams might pick up the phone and go hey i saw what you did in this game come on over here and let's do a little
1: tryout and see what you can do here All right. I mean, it's a perfect opportunity for a lot of guys. Absolutely. And and I think it'll be fun. And so uh, everybody's going to watch the game except for Aaron. He's going to be doing his crocheting or whatever the hell he's going to do. Watching the basketball. I guess. I don't know. Uh, We welcome into the program our good friend, Stephen Sipcock. Stephen, welcome to, to the program. And we appreciate your time today, buddy. Tom Ward, thank you. Excited to be here. Appreciate you having me on. All right, let's dive into it. I guess you heard we were talking about the Cowboys and their exhibition tonight. Are you you excited about this Hall of Fame game? Are you jazzed up for it, or is this just, okay, we're getting it started?
21: Uh, You know, I'll say this. I'm probably – I would go as far as to say I'm excited. I enjoy just the start of football. Like, listen, I know it's going to be bad football. I'm not – super stoked about watching Cooper Rush, but I actually like three-season football. I think it gives you a chance to, um, you know, see the depth in your roster. I'm a sucker for kind of getting way too invested in a third or fourth string in the and whether or not he's going to make the team. Um, we're not going to see a lot tonight, obviously. Not, like, it's going to be mainly backups. I do think it'll be sort of interesting to see what Dan Quinn comes out in, like what his base is, kind of what... Uh, systems they're running, even though it's probably going to be pretty vanilla this evening. So that'll be good. But yes, I'm, I'm excited to see the start of football, even though I'm sure after the first couple of drives, I'll be uh, wondering why the heck I'm uh, taking a lot of time watching Steelers and Cowboys practice while i doing it.
3: Steven, do, do you feel like that a lot of the battle that's going to be taking place right now for the Cowboys tonight is going to be that offensive line because they're still trying to figure out where they're going to find the depth of that offensive line. So things that happened last year to this club doesn't happen this year.
21: was no, a good point, Ward. I mean, I think you would argue when uh, Zach Martin went down that game on Thanksgiving against the Washington football team, and he wasn't able to come back for the rest of the season, like that really sunk the title chances in the NFC East. As much as the Dak injury was uh, the catalyst that started the whole downfall, in a lot of ways, I, I did feel like if they could have kept that offensive line intact, maybe Andy Dalton seemed to be getting more comfortable. They had a really nice game offensively the week before against Minnesota, and then Martin went down, and they just couldn't recover. Uh, Terrence Steele really, really struggled at that swing tackle spot. Lyle Collins didn't play at all. Tyron Smith didn't play that much. And when they were good, that was the backbone of that team. It was that they could run the ball with Zeke Elliott. They uh, gave Dak Prescott a clean pocket. And if they can do that now with a quarterback that's much more experienced, that's a huge deal. And another thing I'd add to that is I I don't know if it's time to be concerned about this, but I do find that that shoulder injury kind of intriguing just because he's coming off a broken leg. And I know that was a freak accident, but this was a guy that the first few years of his career, like injury was not something you worried about at all. And, I mean, they had – really pedestrian backup quarterbacks behind him, guys that if they got put in the game, you weren't comfortable with them uh, finding a way to win. And then he breaks his leg. Obviously, Andy Dalton was a experienced QB. You thought they might do better with him. But you saw, even with a quarterback, a backup quarterback of his caliber, they couldn't recover when he was down. And now you're back to sort of that journeyman, Garrett Gilbert, Cooper Rush type of player behind him. So if he's banged up, And we're not anywhere close to the start of the season yet, but if he's banged up and he's not 100%, that puts your team in a real bind. So uh, your offensive line needs to be good. They need to give uh, Dak time to throw, and they need to keep him upright if this team's going to get improved and get better and reach some of these lofty expectations
1: they have. One of the conversations that we've been having, and and one of the debates, quite frankly, we've been having – is the backup quarterback situation. If they had to go three, four football games with Garrett Gilbert or or Danucci or whoever the case may be, are you comfortable with that? No,
21: no, I'm not comfortable with it at all, especially Ben Danucci. I mean, it's really hard to judge a guy off of one game in a situation where, I mean, there was no way he should have been starting against the Philadelphia Eagles. Ben Danucci had it made last season. He was just going to, be on the practice squad, hold a clipboard, go to bars in Uptown, tell people that he was the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> and it would actually be true. And then one day it's like, oh, no, you're starting on Sunday Night Football against the Philadelphia Eagles this week. And they were actually in that game, but ultimately his mistakes and his inability to be effective uh, led to them losing. Cooper Rush, or, or excuse me, Garrett Gilbert gave a nice effort against Pittsburgh, and you know that was another game where they did some creative things and they stayed in it but he's, been a, he's bounced around from team to team. He's never stuck anywhere. Um, neither of those guys are going to give you much of a chance to win unless you have a great winning game and a good defense, which the Cowboys haven't had that as of late. Maybe that changes this year, but I can't see them improving to a level where you could get by with uh, quarterbacks like that and, and still find a way to win games.
3: Steven, whose speech this weekend are you looking most forward to uh, sitting down and checking out?
21: Oh, man, that's a good one. I don't have the Hall of Fame class on hand. Who's your guy, Ward? Who's the guy that you're most looking forward to?
3: I I, Honestly, well, all three Cowboys are going to be intriguing to me, but I I really want to hear what Jimmy Johnson has to say.
21: Yeah, that'll be a good one. You know, Jimmy is intriguing to me uh, because Jerry is really – I don't know if this is just him getting older and kind of understanding, but we've seen him be a lot more reflective about that. You know, this year he mentioned that that was a huge mistake, uh, that Barry Switzer called him out on it. I think a couple years ago before training camp, he talked about his wife saying, what the heck are you doing on those two-parted ways? So, uh, obviously, those are really fond memories. His time with Dallas, they won. They won at a high level. Those are some of the best NFL teams of all time. So what does he say about that? What does he say about his relationship with Jerry Jones in the speech? That'll be um, super fascinating. But, yeah, Hall of Fame weekend is always fun, and uh, the NFL does it right. Like, they, they build it up. They let these guys talk. They've tried to put a timeline on the speeches, but it's always fun seeing these uh, players and coaches reflect on, on their careers.
1: Talking with Stephen Simcox uh, from uh, Locked on Horn Frogs podcast. And, and Stephen, talk a little bit about uh, what's going on with the Big 12. It, it seems like every week we, we have something new. So, this this week it was let's go testify in Austin. And then you hear that the Big 12 and the Pac-12 have initiated some meetings.
21: They have. I mean, the, yeah, the testimony in Austin was funny. I think some good one-liners came from it. I don't really feel like anything was accomplished, but, hey, people got some things off their chest. They sort of went at Texas. And Texas will just have to take their lumps for this. But in the end of the day, they'll get more money. They'll get more, um, I guess, national recognition. And that's kind of what they're looking for. The Pac-12-Big 12 merger, I wouldn't put a lot of stock in it. I feel like um, they listened to Bob Bowlesby. But the thing is, it's sort of like we talked about last week. Bob Bowlesby's going after ESPN, and that's all fine. And, I mean, his job is to protect the Big 12 Conference. So he's trying to do that. But you know that he's doing that, and eight other teams are behind him, and publicly they're backing him. But at the same time, they're making phone calls. They're in touch with other conferences. Everybody's looking out for themselves at the end of the day, and that's the, that's what the Big 12 is going to have to fight against, and I, I don't think it's a battle that they're going to be able to win. I, I saw this week in the last few days, Kansas to the Big Ten has gained some momentum, and that's sort of amazing to me just because, KU basketball is huge. Like, we understand that. It's a national brand. But other than that, it's not even that their football program's bad. I can't tell you another athletic program at KU that's good. I mean, other than men's basketball, that's really it. Maybe there is one that I'm just missing. But that seems to be the only thing that they excel at. And they might be able to have a lifeline by going, you know, up north to the Midwest and playing some Big Ten fans.
1: If it is Kansas, aren't they attached at the hip with Iowa State? Wouldn't you think that would be a package deal?
21: Uh, potentially, yeah. I hadn't really thought about that. That makes most no sense to me. I can't imagine the Big Ten taking one team. You know, K-State is a, a smaller school. Um, they they really don't have much history outside of what Bill Snyder did. He did an amazing job there. So I could see Kansas and Iowa State heading up that way. And that circles back to the issue that Bob Bolsby and the Big 12 are going to have, which is can you get these teams to stay together and present a united front? And I just don't think you can because at the end of the day, they're all going to say, well, there's not stability here. This is a sinking ship. We have to find a way out. If we don't, then we're going to be, you know, the odd team out. Um, and, and that's just a losing battle they're going to have to try to get through in the next few months and, and years, I guess, if this thing does end up dragging out that long.
1: Hey, what are you working on for the podcast?
21: Um, yeah, so fall camp started today for TCU. Gary Patterson had some media availability, so we'll break that down. Obviously, we're keeping tabs on realignment. Um, RJ Nembhard, a TCU basketball player, he's doing some summer camp work with the Miami Heat, so we'll keep track of him. But mainly it's all about football in the upcoming season. As you well know, that's coming soon. So you can find that. I'm locked on hornfrogs anywhere you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, um, radio.com. Uh, you can find it anywhere there. And then I'm on Twitter at Simcox Steven if you want to follow me on social media. I post the episodes every day.
17: Steven,
1: thanks. Talk to you soon, buddy. Thanks, guys. Steven Simcox with us from uh, lockedonhornfrogs.com. It is a uh, 13, 13 minutes after 5. This is game time. Tom Ward and Aaron, we're glad you're with us. Stay with us. Coming up next, it's the grab bag here on ESPN Central Texas. Hot, hot.
19: Hey, everyone, from Canton, Ohio's Pro Football Hall of Fame, I'm Christy Scales. In tonight's preseason opener, rookies aren't the only Cowboys making their debuts. We'll see the work of new defensive coordinator Dan Quinn. You'll hear from him next.
0: Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm
7: Whether you're getting ready to purchase a home, setting up a college fund for your kids, or preparing for retirement, you're working hard to live a life you love. And you deserve peace of mind knowing your home, loved ones, and future are protected. At SWBC, we can help you assess your personal situation and create a customized solution to make sure you're prepared for whatever life throws your way. Visit SWBC.com to learn about your mortgage, insurance, and wealth management options today. That's SWBC.com.
19: During tonight's Cowboys-Steelers Hall of Fame preseason opener, don't expect to see the likes of Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, or Demarcus Lawrence. Star players' nursing injuries stayed back in Oxnard. But we'll see Garrett Gilbert start at quarterback and the debut of top defensive rookies like Micah Parsons and Kelvin Joseph. It's also the Cowboy debut for new defensive coordinator Dan Quinn, who's anxious to see his young guys get some action
2: looking forward to seeing the guys push it because what are you trying to prove? I belong. I want an opportunity to demonstrate that, to show it. I love the fact that we have an extra preseason game to show some of those competitive moments.
19: We'll rejoin we'll you on Cowboys radio later tonight for the 7 p.m. Central kickoff. With the Cowboys in Canton, I'm Christy Scales.
6: This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick. Skies will begin to clear as we head into tonight with a low of 76 degrees. As we head into the start of the weekend, we'll wake up to mostly sunny skies with a high of 94. Wind direction has now shifted back out of the south, so that'll usher in some moisture, allowing heat index values to reach the upper 90s by the afternoon. Saturday, mostly sunny skies and a high of 96. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9 for your forecasts first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather.
7: This is Dallas Cowboys football, football 2021.
8: Prescott in the gun. They blitz. Elliott picks that up. Only heard here. Get by Prescott. man all along the goal line. Lamb. All season. 43 yards. A touchdown and a touchdown. Thursday night, it's your Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers live from Canton, Ohio, on
1: this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Steelers Thursday night at 6 on ESPN Central Texas
7: Voice.com.
13: Last Chance Bar in Bellmead is under new ownership. This family owned and operated establishment offers a small town atmosphere with a rustic down home feel.
9: Open seven days a week, this hometown sports bar offers a variety of entertainment. Pool
13: tournaments every Monday and Tuesday. Karaoke every Thursday and live music on Saturdays.
9: Located at 1200 New Dallas Highway in Bell Mead.
13: Only minutes from I-35 and a short drive from downtown Waco.
9: With the coldest beer in town and some friendly faces, stop into Last Chance Bar for some good old Texas hospitality. More
13: information and upcoming events. Log on to Last Chance bartsx.com
0: ESPN Radio Sports Center I'm Ward
3: Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. In Olympic basketball, USA beat Australia 97-78 to 78 and will play for the gold medal tomorrow versus France. Unvaccinated college athletes could be tested weekly for COVID-19, wear a mask in most situations, and be quarantined if exposed to the virus, while vaccinated individuals should not be tested routinely, according to the NCAA's latest health and safety recommendations. Astros split the series with the Dodgers and host the Twins, Tonight, 710 first pitch Rangers in an afternoon game today with the Angels. NFL gets underway tonight with the Hall of Fame game from Canton, Ohio, with the Cowboys and the Steelers. And you can catch that game on ESPN Central Texas. Kickoff is at 7 o'clock.
0: Sports Center. every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grand bag on Game Time.
1: All right, it is 5-18, 18 minutes after 5. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, and Aaron, and could we put that back in program, please? The uh, There you go. All right, we we roll on here for a Thursday afternoon, and we, we uh, remind you to drive safely as you make your way home this afternoon. All right, Ward, we've talked about this, but, man, this is going to be the Olympics that could, you know, I mean, like the little engine that could. They've had all kinds of things going on, from COVID to uh, to weather issues to all kinds of things. But man, they've they've persevered and they've gotten it done. But some things to to keep in mind: uh, the women's gold gold medal soccer game, mm-hmm. for example, between Canada and Sweden, was set to start at 11 a.m. on Friday local time, which would have been nine o'clock tonight our time however because they both went to whoever uh, who's in charge and said look it's just too stinking hot they're going to move that game and it's going to start at 9 p.m local time which will be eight o'clock tomorrow morning friday morning so they're going to play at night in tokyo rather than mid-morning because they said the heat is just it's just too difficult to play the game wow yeah.
3: <laughs> That's crazy.
1: Now, this is what I think may be the cool, And it, this is why you watch the Olympics, folks, right here. Eddie Alvarez. You ever heard of him? No. Me neither. Eddie Alvarez will become only the third American to earn medals at both the Summer and Winter Olympics. How about that? That is so cool. After the U.S. baseball team beat South Korea, which, by the way, was the defending champion's, South Korea was, mm-hmm. but the U.S. spanked him seven to two to advance to the gold medal game against host Japan. He uh, he's gonna he's guaranteed a medal. At worst, he, he's either gonna win gold or he's gonna win silver. And, and after they beat uh, South Korea, the U.S. speed skater, turn infielder, wept in the dugout after the final out as his teammates patted him on the back and offered hugs and handshakes of congratulations. They recognized just what an incredible feat that is here's a guy who's represented his country in both the the summer and the winter games and he's gonna he's gonna medal in in both games and i I, think i don't know has that ever happened before twice how about that yeah check this out so after earning a silver in 2014 as part of the uh, u.s four-man short track uh Speed skating team Alvarez will get to, uh, at least, as we mentioned, either win gold or silver, depending on the outcome. The other Americans with summer and winter medals include Eddie Egan. It, he he did it in boxing in 1920 and the bobsled in 32.
5: Twelve years later.
1: <laughs> Twelve years later, he's, he's in the Winter Olympics in the bobsled. That, I mean, that's pretty stinking impressive. And then Lauren Williams won uh, one medals in track and field in both 2004 and 2012 then she won in 14 a, a medal in bobsled. Bobsled seems to be the popular yeah. sport. Yeah. So there's there's your three Americans. And, and that's a trivia question some uh, for, uh, soon. Eddie Alvarez, what do Eddie Alvarez, Lauren Williams and Eddie Egan have in common? And the answer is they've all the, the all three have won a medal in both the winter and Summer Olympics, representing the United States of America. That's pretty darn cool. That's why you check out the Olympics. Mm-hmm. You're, you, those are some of the coolest stories. And I hope NBC knocks this out of the park promoting this. I, I really, really do. I hope they go at it like crazy. All right. Uh, United States men's basketball. I told you guys not to panic. Now, wait a minute. Didn't I? Mm. No, oh, Okay. <laughs> All right, never mind. Uh, the U.S. did go on a 20. But now, they were down, but they went on a 28-4 to 4 run, and they go ahead and take care of business, beating Australia at 97-78, and they get France for the championship. KD
3: is amazing in the Olympics.
1: He's carrying this team, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he is. He's did put them on the back. Did either of you uh, see
2: Lucas' comments after the game? No. He said, Fife is happy, which is the international governing body over international basketball. He's basically saying they wanted France in the U.S. and they
1: got it. Well, he had a chance to take his team and win, didn't he? Uh, and I they got beat by watch, France, didn't they? I didn't yeah.
2: get to watch the game, but he was—he was pretty upset about the officiating, I guess.
1: He—he he was
3: very upset about the officiating in that game.
1: Most teams that get beat do. <laughs> I mean, they do. You didn't. I, there's no way I could have got beat. I had to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, never mind. Uh, let's see. And, and sad news out of the world of baseball in the Houston Astros, J.R. Richard, remember J.R.? Mm-hmm. Passed away today at the age of 71. And, and Man, he, this guy could flat turn it loose. He could, he could throw the fastball. And, and then he had the uh, – I guess he he, he – wasn't he throwing a bullpen in the Astrodome when he had a, a stroke? I believe. I don't remember that. I and, don't know. Yeah, I, th- I think he was throwing a pin. Uh, And and had a stroke, but uh, six foot eight. Yeah, he was intimidating up there. Yeah, he could he and he could flat bring it. But uh, J.R. Richards uh, is uh, dead. Yeah, here it is. Uh, As uh, in, uh, he his career was cut short in 1980 by a stroke. Uh, So, uh, but he died today at the age of 71. Ten seasons, 107 and 71, well over 30 games above 500. Uh, was Jr. and he had a, a, a career ERA of three point one five with almost fifteen hundred strikeouts in those ten seasons. So, uh, pretty impressive stuff. But uh, a, a sad day in uh, in Major League Baseball and a sad day for Houston Astro fans. All right, that is our uh, our uh, grab bag for uh, for this Thursday afternoon. Coming up in a couple of minutes, we're going to get a preview. We're going to talk about the Cowboy game. Uh, and, and talk about camp, John Machota from the Athletic is coming up, and boy, has the Athletic Ward had a great week. They have broke a lot of big stories this week. So congratulations to the Athletic. I mean, they were they were the first on the uh, on the Big Twelve Pac twelve conversation. Well, they've
2: they've been. For the past month they were the first on the uh, turmoil with the mavericks and that article was 100 spot on even though mark cuban basically called the authors a liar a week later everything was proved right
1: hmm. there you go uh so we'll talk to john machota of the athletic and we'll do that coming up in just a couple of minutes right here on espn central texas we're going to take a second and we're going to you know what this sounds so good on your way home this afternoon Getting ready for the football game tonight. How about swinging by 12th and Bagby and pick up a pizza or two or pizza and wings or pizza and chili, whatever you want. You can get it at Shorty's Pizza Shack. They're open right now, and they're ready for you. You know, the cool thing about Shorty's is – the ingredients are fresh and they're made right there on the spot the dough is is made fresh daily the marinara is homemade the uh, the ingredients such as hamburger and sausage toppings all those toppings are made in house with no filler no additives and no artificial flavoring. And, man, it's just great stuff. They, it, that's why they've been in business for over 10 years, getting it done at 12th and Bagby. Check them out. It is outstanding pizza. It's that New York-style pizza. And you, you, Hey, look, if you if you want it by the slice, you can get it by the slice. Sli- and, by the way, when I say a slice, Ward, I mean a slice. It, it, these are big, big slices. And then, of course, you can get it as a 14-inch or an 18-inch pizza. You could watch the Cowboys and the Steelers right there at Shorty's outside on the patio, if you like, and and maybe take in a locally brewed crap beer in the can or, on uh, on draft by The Pint or Half Pitcher, whichever you prefer. Grab a Cohen, enjoy some pizza pie, and, and, and watch some football tonight over at Shorty's Pizza Shack. 12th and Bagby. Here's the phone number if you want to call in your order and have it ready when you get there. It's a 235-2646. 235-2646 for Shorty's Pizza Shack.
16: Recently on the John Morris Show. And we said uh, spreading that culture of joy now on to the next level. Isn't that great to see?
21: Oh, it is great in, uh, to hear their interview views and just how they conducted
12: themselves and like your four guys no matter who you talk to they love one another
7: uh, uh high character speak highly at baylor university so as a coach
0: you're uh, just really proud when you hear people brag about your former players tune in to the voice of the bears
9: weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m here on espn central texas this is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the good feet store It's music to our ears. Just listen to Deidre.
10: I would tiptoe out of bed because the pain would shoot up my heels. When I went to the Good Feet store, they allowed me to try on the arch supports, and I started sobbing because I had no pain.
9: Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by
3: today at the Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace.
18: make the summer sales event is going on now at allen samuels with the all new 2021 jeep grand cherokee l now arriving and in stock this beautiful rugged third row seat carries the prestigious jeep heritage the 2021 jeep grand cherokee l laredo or limited you pick have total values of 2750 or zero percent for 48 months plus a thousand dollars in bonus cash allen samuels come by let's be friends see dealer for details all offers have credit requirements
3: I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. In Olympic basketball, USA beat Australia 97-78 to 78 and will play for the gold medal tomorrow versus France. Unvaccinated college athletes could be tested weekly for COVID-19, wear a mask in most situations, and be quarantined if exposed to the virus, while vaccinated individuals should not be tested routinely, according to the NCAA's latest health and safety recommendations. Astros split the series with the Dodgers and host the Twins, tonight 710 first pitch rangers in an afternoon game today with the angels nfl gets underway tonight with the hall of fame game from canton ohio with the cowboys and the steelers and you can catch that game on espn central texas
0: kickoff is at seven o'clock sports center every 20 minutes only on espn central texas
1: All right, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. A couple of notes here from our CNC Collision Center text line. Uh, Jose in Temple wants to know who's going to be the holder tonight on field goals and extra points. That's easy. It's Ward White's, Jose. No. What do you mean, no? No. You have a chance. <laughs> so you say there's a chance. <laughs> no, there's not. Uh, I would assume. I, I don't even think the quarterbacks would do it. I, th- I think you'll probably be the punter, don't uh, you? Yeah, it'll be one of the punters that, are, that is. There's a couple of them back it out. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's... And then the uh, other point, uh, that uh, a uh, note from the 254 on the CNC Collision Center text line, how many times could West Virginia go to the West Coast? And I get the question. Here, here you are in the Eastern time zone. And if the uh, Big 12 and Pac-12 either merged or came to a uh, play agreement, you know, kind of like Notre Dame has with the ACC. They play, what, four or five times every year? mm mm-hmm. uh, what if the league did that? What if big, the Big Twelve did that to create some television matchups, if you will?
10: Boy, yeah, that I that mean, would
1: it, be that would be it would it would it would be difficult on West Virginia. It'd be very difficult, and it would cost them a lot of money crossing three times homes. Yeah, I I
3: that don't I don't, you know that that may be one of the teams that looks at that and goes,
1: yeah, yeah we're out. Yeah, thanks, but no thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could be, could be if that's the route the league. Ops to go. And, and again, you know, there's nine million options.
17: Yeah, there's options so many And,
1: yeah. and, and, and we're going to talk about them. But I was curious, and I meant to ask uh, Shayhan this. I realize that technically it's 2025 before anything has to be. That's not going to happen. But that's it. not. A, that's not going to happen. And B, don't you feel like just from that they need to get it done so everybody can exhale and feel better, whatever that looks like. I mean, whatever it is that's going to happen, I mean, don't you think sooner than later you'd like to see some some
3: resolution to this? Probably so, but, I mean, the Texas and OU, they don't, I mean, they know that somebody's going to blink first, and and that's what's going to happen. The Big 12 is not going to stay around. Somebody's going to blink, and somebody's going to go somewhere else. That gives them the out, and the thing's
1: going to completely start splintering apart. It, well, I will agree with you that if somebody bails, it's going to happen. Then it's a domino effect. Who's,
2: who wants who wants them? Nobody wants any of the Big Twelve in the in, in any of those major conferences. Yeah, they do. I don't I, care what anybody says about Kansas happen. to the Big Ten. I'll bet you a hundred dollars on the air right now it doesn't happen. <laughs> I'm
3: not betting you hundred dollars. Uh, okay. I'm just, just telling not you gonna, there, it is going to happen. Kansas to
2: the Big Ten is not Wh- going to happen. Well,
3: who who would it be? I don't know, but somebody's somebody is going. It, it's it may be Texas Tech and Oklahoma State go to the Big Twelve. I mean the Pac Twelve. I mean, that may be a possibility. That
1: That's the more logical
3: yeah. uh, situation. Something's going to happen. One of these teams is going to go, yeah, if we don't do something quick, we're going to find ourselves on the outside looking in, even if the Big 12 can hang together and add Cincinnati or Memphis because they're not going to get the TV money that they want to get out of that conference. Well, and
1: remember, if, if, if they blink and leave, they get to write the other guys a check. Yes. And – does Oklahoma State and Texas Tech really want to write an $80 million check? Well, I... I mean, seriously. No. Does, it, that, does that almost handcuff you? No. I don't think so. I don't know. Uh, I mean, that's an awfully, awfully big check to have to write as you exit and, and, and head, head to another league. You know... If not, why doesn't Texas and Oklahoma just go ahead and do it right now? If anybody's got the money, they do, right? Yeah,
3: they do. But so, I, I think that voids it. If somebody else comes out of it, I think it voids them having to Texas no, and Oklahoma. They don't have to pay. Everything I've read, it's only if the league it dissolves. If only if the league dissolves. So, well, if two teams leave the league, guess what? It league. dissolves.
1: It hasn't. I don't know. I don't. I, I'm not a lawyer, and I haven't written. You know, and I have. I don't have privy to all that information. But
3: that only leaves six teams left in the conference. It there's there's
1: no way. No, you'd have to go find somebody else to fill it. And if you got a hundred and sixty million dollars in your coffers, that would hold me together. I mean, it wouldn't me. So. That is a really
2: important question that nobody's answered uh, that Ward was asking. At one point, is it not the conference anymore? Six would still be more than half the teams. But it, I, I, like you said, is it six? Is it four? I don't is know. Is it one more team leaving? Or is it could any two teams still call themselves the Big 12 and say, give us our money? But I would
1: agree with Ward that if one leaves, then we're going to have a domino effect. Then Texas and Oklahoma go go, see ya. But if not, in 2022... I think they write a check and go away. I, I, I don't know. I, I can't see Texas and Oklahoma playing in the Big they... Twelve in 2023 or 2024. I, I,
3: yeah, I don't. I don't either. Honestly, I don't. I don't think we make it to that far. I, I know we won't see them in 24 or 25.
1: And, and you also wonder, and I wonder out loud, <laughs> uh, when does one of the other conferences go? You know what? If they're doing it, it it's it's time to keep up with the Joneses. And you know, and if you make that move, then who knows? I mean, well, it, if it goes to the Super
3: Conferences, everybody that's left in the Big Twelve, and that's why I say probably if Texas Tech and, and Oklahoma State have a chance to get in in bed with the Pac twelve and give them an opportunity, they're gone. But that leaves everybody else in the Big Twelve now in really big trouble because I don't I don't see a Baylor or a TCU or a Kansas might just because basketball. I just don't know why basketball holds that much water, but it does. Um, Kansas State probably not. You know, those, those three teams
1: probably are left out of the Power Fives. They're just out. All right, 537-23 uh, away from 6. Here in a few minutes, we, uh, we're efforting John Machoda from The Athletic. He, uh, he's he got some things going on. We'll get to him here in just a second uh, uh, and and talk some, talk some uh, Cowboy football. Cowboys and the uh, Steelers are coming up at the top of the hour. And, you know, we mentioned the three Cowboys going into the Hall of Fame. There's a couple of Steelers that are going into the Hall of Fame as well, including Bill Cowher. And, you know, you were talking about, the, the interesting thing about uh, you know you were interested in hearing Jerry uh, Jimmy Johnson's speech, uh, I, I'm interested in hearing Bill Cowher's speech. What I just think, I, I I think Bill Cower had some more coaching in him and just chose not to. I, I think Bill Cower could have could have coached a few more years, but just. He just chose not to. I mean, he, he, he wasn't old by any stretch of the imagination. No, no, But that just goes to show you how stressful and how taxing being a head coach in the National Football League can be. He,
3: he got in as an analyst and, and enjoyed it and was able to stay around it a little bit. Make and a good living. Make a good living and go home at night instead of sleeping in the office so <laughs> yeah. made a difference for him yeah those and you dick, can't blame him
1: those dick vermil stories are very interesting are they i mean he would he literally would sleep in the office and i'm like how much film can you watch <laughs> in order to get your football team ready to play because uh, eventually it does come down to the players but anyway we were we, we've kind of gone all over the place in this segment talking about uh, the big you know and I, sometimes I w- I wonder if if folks are tired of us talking about the Big Twelve, but it's it, first of all it's so to me it's incredibly interesting how a move here affects three other moves there, and, and it does, and this is also incredibly critical for all these other teams, mm-hmm. including the one right here in River City that we cover.
17: Yeah, uh, I, it,
1: I agree. It, it, it is this this may be the biggest movement or move that the, that Baylor will make. So we'll see. Uh, and again, Mac Rhodes appears to be at the front of the big 12, trying to figure this thing out, not only for the league, but for for Baylor University as well. And that's what I think they're all doing. I think they're doing double duty. They're working, they're working for the league. Mm-hmm. But they're also working for themselves because they have to. I mean, yeah, well, I, I, you I, got to watch yourself. Yeah, at and, the end of the day, it's about you. Yeah, uh,
3: and and, and, if and it can be
1: about us, great. But well, at the end fine, of the day, it's got to be
3: about me. But you also have to look if it's about us. Is there enough money for us to be involved in us? Because if it's not, then I got to go find something that is. And that's what it boils down. I mean, this whole thing is happening because of money, and that's it. That's the only reason why it's going on. And so don't think for a minute that the schools that are remaining are not looking for the best deal for them. And if it's in the Big 12, fine. If it's out of the Big 12, fine, too. They don't care. At this point, it doesn't matter to them if the Big 12 stays together or not, I'm sure, as long
1: as the money's right wherever they go. All right. It is 540, 20 away from 6. Let's go to the phone lines, and let's welcome in from the athletic John Machoda. John, uh, first of all, thanks so, so much for your time today. Hey John, a big game tonight as uh, football gets kicked off with the Steelers
3: and the Cowboys, and I guess that's really kind of the only reason it's a big game tonight because football is finally back, right?
20: Absolutely, and you know, anytime you got Cowboys, Steelers, just the colors of those teams, (laughs) just the history of those teams, it gets you a little—that gets you excited. And and here's the thing, like, okay, so you're not going to have Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper and Ceedee Lamb and and the stars that you're going to see, you know, in that week one season opener against Tampa, but with how bad this defense was last year, to just even have a preseason game to see, you know, what Dan Quinn's going to do as as the new defensive coordinator to see what Mark Micah Parsons is going to do as their first round pick playing in what should be a bunch of different spots from what we saw out in training camp to see Calvin Joseph, this rookie class that they spent all these draft picks on the defense. Like there's going to be enough here where, yeah, it doesn't matter who wins the game, but there's going to be enough, little pieces here and there that are gonna probably show you a little bit bigger picture of how some of these guys can contribute during the regular season. Even if it isn't in large roles, it can be in a situation where, you know, a meaningful role for some of these guys and and because this defense isn't loaded with stars, there's a lot of opportunity for guys that are in playing time. And a game like this, this matters way more than anything you're showing out on the practice field out in Ockner, California.
3: Well, we were talking about that just a little bit ago, John. And for me, I, I'm one that, that likes preseason, and not just because football junkie, but I like seeing the young guys trying to fight for a roster position. Not necessarily this roster, but it's kind of a job interview for all 32 teams as well. So, you know, it's fun to watch those guys kind of grind at it.
20: Absolutely, And and when you say that, the first person that comes to mind for me is is Ben DiNucci. Like, I think that he's a guy that's going to probably play the most snaps, not only tonight for the Cowboys, but probably throughout this preseason because he didn't get any preseason last year as a seventh-round pick. And then, you know, all the injuries happen at quarterback, and they're forced to start him against the Eagles. And clearly that wasn't a a good thing for where he was in his early stage in his career. So it'll be interesting to see for a guy like that. Like, what does he have in these situations is – he's showing enough to where the Cowboys are like, well, we got to keep three quarterbacks now because we got to make sure we keep this developmental guy on the roster. Or does he not perform up to to what they are hoping, and they're like, well, we're better off keeping an extra DB, an extra defensive lineman, you know, just because those positions are going to need the extra bodies there if everyone stays healthy on the roster right now. So, yeah, and then for Ben, you know, it, it is an opportunity bigger than just the Cowboys. It's to show other teams that, hey, you know, I came from James Madison, but, you know, I can play at this level, you know, if I get the right opportunity. Uh, don't read too much into how I played against the Eagles last year, and, and that I got a lot, lot more good ball in front of me to show. So, you know, that'll be interesting like that. But, and then I got to just go back to Micah Parsons. We just have seen him do so many different things, you know, in training camp, in OTA's mini camp. I'm interested to see how much Dan Quinn unleashes him in this scenario. because At the same time, you know, you don't want to show too much either.
1: So, do you, do you feel like the Cowboys are comfortable with their quarterback situation? Obviously, Dak, they're going to bring him along a little bit slower than, than what we first anticipated. Are, are they at a point where they said, you know what, we got what we need if Dak can't play or if Dak's going to be down a game or two or whatever the case may be? Are they comfortable with what they have in camp?
20: I would say that they're comfortable. I don't think that they're in love with their quarterback situation behind Dak. I I would say they were in love with it last year at this time, having Andy Dalton. There were years in the past, you know, they had Kyle Orton. I don't think they're on that level. Are they comfortable? Like we can get through a couple games with Garrett Gilbert, game managing, being able to hang in there with all these weapons that they have on offense. Yes, they're there. But I don't think that they feel that Garrett Gilbert's on the same level as Andy Dalton to where if like Dak was to go down, you know, early in the season that he's going to be a guy that can still take them to the playoffs. I think that, that's still probably asking too much out of Garrett Gilbert, but I think he can be a solid game manager. I mean, what we've seen from these training camp practices, he, he, can, he won't make a big mistake. Like, he, he's a smart quarterback. He's been around the league, and he's got a lot of weapons in this offense. So I think he's good enough to where they're comfortable right now, but I don't think he's on the level to where when other teams start cutting down their rosters, that if a, if a guy becomes available – that the Cowboys are like, no, we're all set at quarterback. We don't need to keep looking. There's still the possibility that maybe a right guy becomes available that they're willing to kick the tires on for the right price.
3: John Matota with The Athletic with us here on ESPN Central Texas, talking Cowboys. They get ready to take on the Steelers tonight in the Hall of Fame game. And, John, that offensive line, how much movement have they had during training camp? Or Are they moving guys around in different positions and trying to find out you know, not just the mix for the starters, but find out what they might have for depth so they don't get caught uh, with their shorts down like they did last year.
20: Yeah, I, I mean, there has been. I mean, not a ton. I would say that the, the okay. two that stand out to me are that one is at center and that, you know, it's going to be Tyler Biotis will be the starting center. But behind him, I think that they're still looking for who's going to be that backup center and they've tried Connor Williams there. I think right now he'd be the leader in the clubhouse if if they were playing a regular season game today, Um, but I think they would prefer Connor stay at left guard. So they're still trying to develop that backup center, and they tried some other guys there, and and it hasn't been great. So that's one spot. The other one would be, I would say, the backup guard spot right now. I think at backup backup left guard, I think you'd go with Connor McGovern at backup right guard, maybe McGovern or Brandon Knight. We've seen them kind of move around, but as long as connor williams and zach martin are healthy i think those will remain your starting guards and then at offensive tackle they've been unlike last year where they didn't have tyron they didn't have lyle they've had them for the most part and they've been pretty healthy uh lyle even made the trip to canton which kind of surprised me a little bit i thought they'd keep him back with zach and tyron but so lyle's been out there so there hasn't been much moving around there and then tyron's been healthy and then moving into that swing tackle role, it, it's pretty clear it's Ty naseki the, the veteran they added in free agency He's going to step into that kind of the three-man spot. And then behind him, you know, it's Terrence Steele, who obviously played a lot last year and he had his ups and downs, but he would probably be the next offensive tackle in the mix. And then obviously Brandon Knight can play there as well after he played some, some there uh, last season. I think bottom line, though, is the Cowboys are just hoping that they don't have the injuries and aren't as lucky as they were last year. Not only losing Lyle Collins and you lose Tyron Smith, mm-hmm. Zach Martin, who's been as healthy as anybody, misses six games. They're, they're banking that they're going to have all those guys back. And if you have just those three guys, forget who the other two starters are, you should be one of the best offensive lines in the NFL.
1: Hey, John, I'm going to take you to the other side of the ball. Talk a little bit about uh, Trayvon Diggs and what you've seen in his second year.
20: I think we're going to see a jump from Trayvon Diggs. I know if you, if you only watch – some of the videos I post from training camp, you know, there's been a lot where CD Lamb's getting the best of them, but I will say in that training camp setting, again, you're not tackling to the ground. You don't have a lot of safety help. You know, it's, it's more of a, I don't want to say walk through, but it's not game speed. So, uh, but Trayvon's always there. He's the clear cut number one corner on this team. I think that, you know, he led the team in interceptions last year with three. I think that number gets up to five or six this year. I, I just, I just see a, a lot of confidence out of him. Um, I think he has a chance to be, you know, one of the best corners they've had here in, in a while. Uh, and there's nothing I've seen at training camp that makes me think otherwise. If you tell me that Trayvon Diggs is going to be healthy for 17 games, yeah, I, I just I don't see how he doesn't get, you know, four, five, six, maybe even seven interceptions. It, he just has an aggressiveness to him that, while Byron Jones was 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 a standout corner for them, and obviously got paid as such by Miami there weren't the takeaways there whereas like Trayvon Diggs might give up a big play here or there but the takeaways are certainly there and, and that that's the thing that you know opens your eyes and those are the things that why I think in a couple of years when it comes time to pay him I think that they will end up paying Trayvon Diggs which isn't something that the Cowboys have really spent much money on in this, is, is the secondary
3: okay John the induction speech who's better Jimmy Drew or Cliff
20: It's gonna be the one I'm most interested I'm most interested in Jimmy, just because I'm wondering how he has to mention you can't be you can't give a Jimmy Johnson Hall of Fame induction speech without mentioning Jerry Jones. So Mm -hmm. I'm interested how that but I can there's just no way I can go against Drew. Drew is I I mean, when we're talking about Hall of Fame speeches, I mean I'll put Drew up there with just about anybody in the NFL and the reason I say that is just look at the times at the draft recently when he had a chance to call out the Cowboys pick and just how memorable some of those speeches are drew loves being in front of a microphone and he's good in front of a microphone and I think Jimmy's speech will be a lot shorter than Drew's and I just I think Drew's been preparing for this for a long time so (laughs) I would say I will put it at this I think I think Peyton Manning's will probably be the most memorable just because of you know who Peyton Manning is overall I think Drew's going to be right up there. I think his speech is going to be very memorable. I think he's going to say some things that, that really stand out and really, you know, get, get Cowboys fans fired up. He's just really good at doing that.
1: Hey, John, what are you working on now, right now?
20: You know, it's still, even though, you know, I'll obviously have a review off of, off of tonight's game and, and things like that, but it's still training camp mode. Uh, you know, they got another week out in California before they get back to Dallas. So uh, a lot of breaking down. You know, really, what happens with Dak Prescott? Is he going to be throwing next week? Are they waiting to, you know, are they going to rest his arm until they get back to Dallas? That's the biggest storyline. And then the other two are are definitely Amari Cooper and Demarcus Lawrence. Demarcus Lawrence came off the physically unable to perform list after passing his physical the other day. Both of those players should be ready for week one. But Jerry Jones said early in camp he doesn't expect either of them to do anything until the team gets back to Dallas. And then the other thing is I feel like every single day I could write about CeeDee Lamb because it just seems like he just continues to exceed expectations. So, And, again, this isn't like some previous Cowboys teams where, you know, he might be going against some suspect corners. He's going against Trayvon Diggs every day and still making these plays. So uh, those are just some of the things I'll, I'll be keeping my eye on.
1: John, thanks. We appreciate your time and look forward to visiting with you again soon. John Machoda of the Athletic Hour, our guest. And that is going to do it for us, Ward. Thanks for calling. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of the program. Cowboy football is coming up at the top of the hour. John Morris has got the uh, Big 12 preview, and that is coming your way next here on
5: ESPN Central Texas. It's time for today's Spectrum Big 12 football preview. Today, a look at the TCU Horned Frogs. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi,
16: everybody. It's time for another Big 12 football preview. Today, a second look at the TCU Horned Frogs, where Gary Patterson likes the experience on his staff. That's straight ahead on today's Spectrum Big 12 football preview. Every team knows that the two-point play can be a winning move. That's why State Farm agent Bob Anderson and his team are here to help you go for two by combining your home and auto insurance. It's a great call that saves you time and money. So go for the win and score savings by combining your home and auto. It's just another way we're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Bob Anderson at 666-7557 today. Hi, Kyle Sotrano here with George's Restaurant, Bar, and Catering to tell you about what's new this season. Come enjoy one of our brand new Big O cocktails and try some of our new items
21: like avocado toast, Italian nachos, and shrimp and grits. You can watch the game on our 200 inch Big O screens at either location. Check out our new menus and party package options online at georgeswaco.com
16: or come see for yourself. Serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner Monday through Saturday at both of our locations. George's number one at 1925 Spate Avenue and George's number two at 1201 Hewitt Drive.
21: Sickum Bears.
5: Get ready for the new season with the latest in Baylor Nike gear from the Baylor bookstore on campus or online at baylorshop.com.
16: Hey folks, John Morris for the Brunner Auto family. If you're thinking about a Chevrolet, Chrysler, Buick, Dodge, GMC, Jeep, Cadillac, Toyota, or quality pre-owned vehicle, visit Brunerado.com. Bruner serves all of Texas with delivery to your location. Now Baylor fans get the Bruner Advantage at no additional cost with every new vehicle purchase. A lifetime powertrain certificate and much, much more. Only at Brunner Auto Family at Brunerado.com. Your family since 1928.
5: Now, here's JMO with today's Spectrum Big 12 football preview.
16: Welcome back. Today, a second look at the TCU Horn Frogs, where Gary Patterson feels good about the experience on his staff going into 2021. Not just the full time.